just like you Maker of heaven Lord of the land And Lord of the sea Holy and true Faithful and able Lord of all time And eternity Dear friend, every word that God speaks is alive and full of power to inform and transform, to make us what He desires us to be. The entrance of His word will give you light. Truth produces roots, and then the roots will produce fruits. God bless you. This message was preached by Dr. Ferdinand Mwegi, coordinator of Eternity Ministries. We believe you will be edified. For the inquiries, contact. Eternity Ministries, P.O. Box 2637, Bauchi, Nigeria, or telephone 0807 570 5411 or 0802 361 5940 or send us an email at eternitymean@yahoo.com. Thank you for the matters uh, that you have presented to us and the issues that we have brought before you in prayer. You are a God that answers prayer. We want to thank you. We are grateful that we are participators in what you are doing in our generation. We are grateful. We are very grateful. Now, Father, we pray that as we look into your word, you will unveil to us your kingdom manifesto. Unveil this kingdom manifesto of the kingdom that will swallow every other kingdom. Oh, hallelujah. Of the kingdom that is everlasting, the one that will endure. Oh God, so that we will focus our hearts on what is eternally significant. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, gracious Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, so in this, our focus in this um, uh, edition of Living Truth is Kingdom Manifesto. Kingdom Manifesto. Prioritizing the Kingdom of God. You know, my brothers and sisters, there is nothing anywhere as important to God as His Kingdom. There is nothing. If you read the Bible very carefully, you're going to discover that the most prominent theme from Genesis to Revelation is the kingdom of God. Is the kingdom of God. The Lord Jesus in his ministry spoke about the kingdom of, of God. If you listen to Jesus, you hear the kingdom of heaven is like this. The kingdom of God is like this. Except a man is born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom. If you look at the teachings of Jesus, in fact, 
the kingdom appears about 150 something times in the New Testament. And most of the time, it was the Lord Jesus that used the term. His focus was the kingdom. If you listen to the apostles, their focus was the kingdom of God. Jesus said, this gospel of the kingdom. You see, the gospel that Jesus said will be preached is a particular type of gospel. It's not just gospel. It's the gospel of the kingdom. You, part of the reason why the church is the way the church is, is the kind of gospel that has been preached. You see, it is the seed that determines the harvest, of course, with the soil and the rest of the environment. But the preaching of the gospel that Jesus commanded is to be the gospel of the kingdom. And that's a different gospel from what I can call the gospel of salvation. What's the difference, Brother Ferdinand? The gospel of salvation is true, but it's not complete. The gospel of salvation, the best way to say it is that it is a subset, it's just a part of the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of salvation talks about God forgiving your sins, God saving you, and that is true. That is fundamental, that is basic. But you see, God saves people, Jesus saves people by bringing them into his kingdom. Colossians chapter 1. Can we read Colossians chapter 1 and verses 12 and 13 as we take off? I'm, I'm going to run real quick. I have quite some things on the slides. If I don't finish all of them, we will stop because there's no way to finish everything about the kingdom in one study. But this is a great priority. And my prayer is that the, you, the kingdom manifesto will just connect with your spirit and become the agenda for your life. Colossians 1 uh, can someone read, if you have seen it, verses 12 and 13? Verse 12. Yes. Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. The Father has made us fit, qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Yes. Who have delivered us from the power of darkness. He has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness. And has done what? Translated us into the kingdom. And has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So basically, salvation is a translation from one kingdom to another kingdom. That's what salvation is. But now the thing is, when you have now arrived at the new kingdom, you now need to learn the ways of the new kingdom. The classical example in scripture is when Nebuchadnezzar attacked Judah. I'm sure you remember the story. And he carried Daniel and Hananiah, Mishael and Azariah, and the rest of the people. He carried them away from Judah to Babylon. Now, Judah and Babylon are two different places. They are two different kingdoms. The rules of Judah do not apply in Babylon. So now that they have arrived in Babylon, Nebu sends them to go and learn the ways of Babylon. That's discipleship. Discipleship actually is learning life in a new kingdom. So it's not just a question of being saved. It's a question of now that you are saved, there is a kingdom agenda, there is a kingdom manifesto in the kingdom where you have arrived. But our focus has narrowed down to just what people can get from Jesus instead of 
living under the king living under the king so we are looking at kingdom manifesto in this for for 40 days after the lord jesus christ rose from the dead the bible says he was speaking to the disciples about the kingdom can you imagine attending a seminar with jesus that lasted for 40 days with one topic can we read acts chapter 1 and verse 3 can you just picture that you attended a seminar with the lord jesus christ the seminar lasted for 40 days and there was only one topic please read to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion jesus showed himself alive to his disciples after his suffering yeah by many infallible proofs many infallible proofs so resurrection is not guesswork it's proven yes been seen of them 40 days and they, they saw him for a period of 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining the kingdom of god and for those 40 days the lord was speaking about things that pertain to the kingdom of god and there's something i want you to see here you see pentecost is 50 pente eh? 50 pentecostal actually pentecost is 50 50 days from the resurrection huh? that's what pentecost represents now so for 40 days after the lord jesus christ rose from the dead he was meeting with the apostles and the disciples and he was teaching them about the kingdom for 40 days now don't miss this 10 days later was the outpouring of the holy spirit 10 days later so you see they didn't stay in the upper room for 40 days or for 50 days it was 40 days the lord jesus christ ascended to heaven you remember in acts chapter 1 later down they were looking up into heaven then the angel said you men of galilee is going to come back and bible now says they went to the upper room where they stayed and they kept praying for 10 days and then on the 50th day that was pentecost now here's the point i don't want you to miss so the teaching of the kingdom was their preparation for pentecost 40 days of teaching on kingdom plus 10 days of prayer and then there was Pentecost. Amen. Don't miss the point that I've just made. For 40 days, Jesus was teaching them what? About the kingdom. And then 10 days later, after Jesus ascended to heaven, the Bible says there was an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Why was that necessary? Because if you pour out power, to people that do not have a kingdom manifesto what will they do with the power they will abuse the power so before the outpouring of the spirit and to tell you the truth i believe that the missing link some of us there is an outpouring that we are expecting what we prepare the church for the final outpouring of the holy spirit is a restoration to kingdom agenda when the father sees people that are possessed by his kingdom there will be an outpouring of power for the fulfillment of and the advancement of that kingdom and i want to encourage you if you want to experience a personal pentecost pay attention to the kingdom pay attention to the kingdom hallelujah 
So let's read this text. We are going to concentrate on this text and see how far we can go in understanding the manifesto of the kingdom that the Lord Jesus Christ has laid out for us. So Matthew chapter 6, and when you pray, I'm reading from verse 5, Matthew chapter 6. When you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, so that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think, they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your father knows the things that you have need of before you ask him. Okay? Pray then in this way. So Jesus now is giving us how to pray, the manner. Huh? But you're going to find out as we do this study that this prayer is much, much more than a prayer. It's actually a, a very systematic manifesto that is expressed in prayer. By the way, prayer is more than prayer. Prayer is the expression of your, of your heart, of your inside. The prayer is coming from somewhere, correct? So when you pray, you can actually be located by your prayers. You can be decoded by your prayers. What is important to you shows up in your prayer. Your agenda, your priorities manifest in your prayer. Your spirituality or your carnality manifest in your prayer. So prayer is more than a prayer. So, so the Lord Jesus now laid out a manifesto in this prayer. He said, pray then in this way. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts or our trespasses as we also are forgiving our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. For if you forgive others their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your own transgressions. Blessed be the name of Jesus Christ. So, let's now see how this translates into a manifesto. The first thing you see is that the context. This is someone on the mount. And someone on the mount is, you can see that the Lord Jesus Christ was laying out a very deliberate manifesto. Contra In fact, the manifesto was radical. He said, you have heard that it was said to them of old time. See, but now I say to you. <laughs> Does that make sense? So you see, it was a new manifesto with authority. When the Lord Jesus finished teaching that Sermon on the Mount, I'm sure you recall that the people realized that this person is not talking like one of their scribes or their Pharisees. He was speaking as a person who had authority. The, the uh, J.B. Phillips translation said his words had the ring of authority. The ring. You know, <laughs> you, could, you could feel the authority in the words. So this was more than a sermon. 
it was a new manifesto for kingdom citizens and so you hear the lord jesus christ outline several things that kingdom citizens will do for instance he said when you do your arms or when you give then he said when you pray after this passing that we read the next thing is when you fast are you following that not if he said when you see when is different from if he didn't say if you fast or if you give or if you pray he said when when you do it this is how you are to do it in the kingdom this is how it works in the kingdom don't be like the hypocrite we don't have time to study that part but just notice that jesus was basically outlining a brand new manifesto for kingdom citizens and that manifesto has of course the priorities of his kingdom now the word manifesto is very interesting and it is uh, a written statement declaring publicly the intentions opinions and objectives or views of those that issued it when you have a manifesto just like a political party the manifesto says exactly what you are about it it's it's it, it tells your intentions publicly you are announcing it this is what we want to achieve this is what we are pursuing these are our objectives this is our opinion these are our views and every enduring movement has a manifesto every enduring movement i mean the, the look at the communist manifesto uh, by karl marx and then so so those movements those that the principles in the manifesto become the driving principles for government's political parties i mean if you look at our political parties they've got manifestos some of them sound very nice of course the challenge now is the implementation component whether they are going to do what they say but you cannot be a serious movement that does not have very clearly defined uh, manifesto so in the master's model what we find is that it's more than a prayer it's a passionate heart cry it's a manifesto for kingdom life it's a manifesto for kingdom life it's a template for cooperating with heaven Paul, hallelujah i say it's a template for doing what <laughs> for cooperating with heaven because heaven has an agenda on the earth and this template is bigger than us and our petty agendas this thing is bigger than every one of us huh? a kingdom is bigger than the citizens of the kingdom and it requires the manifesto is so huge it's so gigantic that it is going to require the intervention of the source of this manifesto to execute it which is actually where the prayer part comes in now are you following me the reason to pray is because the manifesto is too big for you to accomplish so pray talk to the king so that this first of all own the manifesto and then convert it into prayer several years ago the lord said something to me he said when god wants to do something on the earth he said he converts it into prayer points and deposits it in the hearts of his children that's how god works when he wants to do something he converts what he wants to do into what into a prayer point and then he puts it in the hearts of his people and then he says, pray it now so i can answer it that's how god works blessed be the name of jesus christ okay 
Now, this manifesto is sovereign, and I want to first of all outline some key components of this manifesto, some constituents of this manifesto. First of all, it contains community. Community. You are going to find community in this manifesto. Originality. This is not copycat. Huh? You will find worth, identity. There will be a value system that is clearly defined in this manifesto. It will also reveal priorities. This manifesto will also show the authority because if you have a manifesto and there is no authority, are you getting that? Then how do you implement your nice manifesto and your promise? That's impossible. So there's authority, there's responsibility, and then I like the next one there, audacity. That means <laughs> boldness. This manifesto is bold. It's, it's calling for a revolution. He's saying that, that something is going to change. Eh? <laughs> I love that part. Generosity. You are going to see the generosity of the king. And of course, it contains eternity because it's not a temporary manifesto. Amen? I said it's not a temporary manifesto. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Okay, so let's begin. The first word in this prayer that the Lord Jesus Christ outlined the very first word that you notice there is what? Our. Our. The manifesto begins with our. And this, and I want you to, as, as we go through this, as far as we'll be able to go today, we'll find a place to stop and pray. As we go through this, you will see the issues with the church. You will see where we veered off and you are going to see why we are the way we are we are not paying attention to the manifesto the first word in the manifesto is our 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 and that word indicates community 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 even in the trinity there is a community so at the beginning you hear the father say let us make man in our image after our likeness he didn't say let me he said let us make man in our own image there is a zero selfishness there is a wide circle of concern and it is this community that does what that drives the manifesto i said it is community that does what every manifesto is driven by community even a political manifesto must have a community to drive it. That's why Tinubu alone cannot drive the APC manifesto. One individual cannot drive a manifesto. You, if you have your own personal plan, you can pursue your personal plan. But when you are a movement or when you are a kingdom and you are establishing a manifesto, you need community to drive it. And I'm going to explain now so that you can understand. So in this manifesto, community trumps individualism. Community wipes out, there is no space. Now, let me simply explain what I mean. If you look at this prayer that the Lord Jesus Christ gave us, the entire prayer is prayed in plural. I said the whole prayer is prayed how? In plural. He says, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. In fact, the only singular in the prayer refers to the Father. The rest of the entire prayer, he say, give us 
this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses. Lead us. He said, as we, we have forgiven those who trespass against us, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom. So you see, the only singular there is referring to the king himself. The rest of the entire prayer is prayed in plural. Let me quickly explain, because we may not have time now when we get to each of those points to discuss them. Here is how the thing works. What the prayer is saying is, he is our father. Notice the prayer doesn't say, my father, my father. You notice that term, my father, my father, is very popular now in the Nigerian church. Eh? Now, when you say, my father, my father, that's why you can ask your father to kill your brother. Because he's not our father. You see, you can't say, our father, our father. Kill that man, the other my brother. You can pray that. But when you call him my father, my father, automatically you have removed the person that you are praying against from his fatherhood. And when you have done that, you can now ask, pray your judgmental prayer on the head of such a person. Because he's not your brother. I, I don't know if you're following what is going on here. Now, he said, give us this day our daily bread pay attention so you know what that scripture is saying that prayer is saying is that having my own daily bread is not enough if all of us have not had our daily bread here is the reason of course if he is our father <laughs> is it correct that in a house where all of us have one father some of us have daily bread and the rest don't have Follow the matter. He said, forgive us. Give us this day our daily bread. Our. But Fernanda, are you saying that I shouldn't ask God for my own daily bread? That's not what I'm saying. Are you saying I shouldn't call God my father? I'm not saying that. But you must understand the big manifesto. It transcends you. If this circle of concern is focused on me and my and I, you are, not, you are not pursuing kingdom manifesto. Forgive us our trespasses. Follow now. You see what that person is saying is, in this kingdom situation, it is not enough that my trespasses are forgiven. What about the trespasses of my brothers? Do you know that that is the heart of missions? Because missions is... People that have been forgiving their trespasses, doing whatever they can do by the preaching of the gospel, so that others can also be forgiven their trespasses. That is in the manifesto. By that very first word, our. See, do you know the difference between Nigeria and the countries that are functional, where our people want to run to? Listen to the difference. The difference is that those countries do everything possible to attend to our at the expense of the individual. When you go to the US, they will tell you that there are two things that are certain in America. Number one is death. Number two are taxes. In the US, as you are making more money, your tax bracket is increasing. In the UK, in the UK, 
my friend, a, 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 a guru, a medical guru, we are classmates, and he trained further in medical practice, and he's, he's so, he's, he has become such an expert in medical practice. The taxes, the taxes will almost divide the salary by two. So they will collect this money and attend to the roads. They will attend to the railway. They collect it and they attend to the health system, the NHS, eh? the health service, so that everybody can go to hospital. In the UK, the poorest and the lowest British person will, will go to a good hospital if he's sick. Even the Pakistani or Indian or other migrants who are properly living in the UK and they are authorized to stay. This, my friend, was telling me of one little baby of one, one of these Asian guys that came to the hospital and this baby, because babies that are born even 30 weeks, 26 weeks, they survive these days. Look, he was telling me the story. He said one of the babies is just about nine inches long. The baby fits into the palm of your hands. Then they start treating this. He said, some of them, the eyes have not opened. By the time they are out of the womb, then they start sustaining them. Start, some of them spend four months in the hospital. He said, the bills, the medical bills, can run up more than 100,000 pounds. Imagine a commoner accumulating medical bills of more than 100,000 pounds. Multiply that by, is it like 450 or 480 now? Eh? about 510. So multiply 500, let's say 500 times 100,000. Is that 50 million? Or more? Can you imagine that? Bill, medical bill. But this woman and the man will take their child and walk away from the hospital without paying a dime. So everybody has access to healthcare. Why is that so? Because they pay attention to our. Now, come to Nigeria here. The thing in Nigeria here is that my is more important than our. So look at our houses. Do you see the mansions on the right and on the left? They belong to individuals. Now look at the road in between the mansions. They belong to all of us. That is the difference. In any kingdom, we are our is more important than my that movement makes progress that's communism that's what drove communism that's what drives any movement is that the community the the the, the one that belongs to all of us is more important than me and my own but then here is the here is the wonderful fact in ours all of us find his or hers you see it is in the community that you find your place that you get your portion but if you try to get your portion with no interest in the community, you miss the manifesto. So what are you saying, Brother Ferdinand? What I'm saying is that the kingdom manifesto already spells death to individualism. This is the death of self. You see this word, our, automatically tells you that self has to die as far as this kingdom manifesto is concerned. Blessed be the name of Jesus Christ. So what will now happen to you is that it will enlarge your circle of concern. Your circle of concern goes way beyond me and my own problems to the purposes of God, to the welfare of the brethren, to the church of Jesus Christ, to the plans. 
to what God is doing in our generation. Blessed be the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The next word in this manifesto is what? Is Father. Our Father. So, you see, in this kingdom, everybody in this kingdom has a relationship with the king. And it is the relationship of a father. Our father. Our father. So, that relationship shows us our origin, where we are coming from. It tells us our source. We are dealing with a person here. And then, fatherhood connotes control. Is that okay? We are not just, you know, um, uh, products of random chance being blown about. We have a father that is in control. Hallelujah. Our father. We have a relationship with him. He's a father. He's a provider. Who is our father? Who is? Who is? See, you see the word is, is, is not past tense. It's not who was. It's not our father who used to be somewhere. It's who is. So, you see, you are dealing with somebody that is current and contemporary. Somebody who is relevant, available, reachable, present. God is our refuge and our strength. A very present help when in times of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be cast into the midst of the sea. Blessed be the name of Jesus Christ. So he's current, he's not, he's not historical. Our relation, please listen. If your relationship with God is purely historical, you have a problem with this manifesto. It's a current relationship. He is. <laughs> when Jesus was talking with the uh, with the Jews, he told them, He said, Your father, your father Abraham rejoice to you know that's not the way a jew should talk what should a jew say <laughs> our father abraham but jesus cannot say that because he cannot call abraham his father that's why jesus will not call mary mother the reason is because the person who is talking the, is the eternal word that is inside the body <laughs> do you understand so if the body were to talk the body will say mama but the body is not the one talking. It's the word that was there from the beginning. He can't say mama. And he can't call Abraham father. So when Jesus says, is it not written in your law? <laughs> you know, when this kind of Jew is talking like this, what's a Jew supposed to say? Is it not written in our law? He doesn't say that. He says, your father, your papa Abraham, rejoice to see my day. And he saw it and he was glad. They said to him, you, you are not yet 50 years old and you have seen Abraham. <laughs> and then he now added Saul pepper to the injury. He said, before Abraham was, I am. Do you know that that is grammatically wrong? What's the proper thing to say? Before Abraham was, I was. But you see, he cannot sacrifice truth for grammar. You don't sacrifice truth for grammar. <laughs> he cannot, I am, cannot call himself, I was. It's impossible. Our father, who is, he is the eternal I am. He is current. He is contemporary. You see, part of the trouble we have in the church, we are dealing with a historical Jesus. 
that's why that's why the, all the trouble the jesus in the church doesn't look relevant to current situations and current issues in society this kingdom is relevant because the king is current and i, I normally say to people in walking with god you must not only be correct you must also be correct i said in walking with god you must not only be correct you must be what current as well you need the two he that has an ear let him hear what the spirit is saying not just what the spirit said what the spirit is saying so this is you see this this manifesto is you are dealing with a person who is correct hallelujah and he is where is he in heaven that's a revelation of his exaltation you see the the manifesto is based on the exaltation of the king and his supremacy you know in heaven he is not in abuja he is not in new york he's not in london he is in heaven in the highest heaven the lord has exalted his throne you know higher than the heavens the lord has established his throne in the heavens and his kingdom ruleth over all his kingdom rules over all it's a different realm so automatically you see that you are even dealing with different perspectives because if you are looking at nigeria from nigeria and you are looking at nigeria from heaven you don't see the same things just know when you are when you are flying in the plane and you look out of that window you don't you don't see the same thing with the person who is looking from the ground so automatically we are being told here that you have a father that is in heaven and you that's that's from whom you originate so it means that you are connected to heaven and your perspective cannot simply be earthly even though you are walking on earth your roots are in heaven therefore you will share heaven's perspectives the kingdom manifesto demands that we we see not just from the regular we are not environmentalists in the sense of of course we need to take care of the environment it's our father's earth and we should care for the earth is that okay but in, in the sense of we consider what is going on in the environment to determine what we are going to do that's not how kingdom citizens operate we have headquarters amen can i get an amen everybody in this place we have we have a headquarter i'm coming to that point but it's a different realm it's a different perspective remember the bible said he that cometh from above is above all our connection to heaven automatically sets us above earth its perspective its way of doing things its values our values are different hallelujah i said our values are different every kingdom has values and for us as kingdom citizens our values are different heaven connotes unlimitedness look at look at look at the galaxies scientists are still trying to calculate the number of stars in the universe as at the last count i saw a research some people did they say there are 300 sextillion stars in the universe so the first thing now is to understand what is a sextillion <laughs> one sextillion is 100 billion trillion that's one sextillion is 10 raised to the power 21 
10 raised to the imagine one with 21 zeros behind it that is one sextillion 100 so you can break it down one billion is nine zeros eh? See, million is six zeros one billion is nine zeros trillion is 12 zeros so nine zeros plus 12 zeros is 21 zeros so 100 300 billion trillion stars and the sun that you see in the sky is just one of those stars it's our closest star 93 million miles away from planet earth that is what is in heaven where our father is and he rules over all of it automatically that tells you the way we think as these kingdom citizens we don't think in terms of limitations we think in terms of the agenda what does the father want to do we are not thinking in terms of and which is i want you to listen everybody in this place i pray that you will not die a local champion i pray that god will give you a global perspective i pray that god will give you a celestial perspective you will think globally you will think celestially because that's where we are coming from that's where we belong Some people, once you start talking about what God wants to do, they say, where will we get the money? Stop! Stop! You don't put the money before the vision. That's our heritage. That's our homeland. That's where we are from. Our citizenship is in heaven. Hallelujah. The next thing there is, hallowed be your name. I love this. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed, hallowed, hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. We have a name in this kingdom. The citizens, the manifesto in this kingdom has told us that we have a name that must be hallowed. A name to be respected. The name is more important than our names. Listen, this thing doesn't say hallowed be my name. My name is not even secondary. It's quaternary. My name can't save a cattle, a cow, or a chicken. It can't save anything. It can't save anybody. You can do what you like with my name. The Bible says a good name is rather to be desired than silver or gold. On that count, it is good to have a good name and a good reputation. But when you come to the name that should be hallowed, it's not your name. It's not the name of your church. It's not the name of your denomination. There is a name that is above every name. The name that can save. Neither is there salvation in any other for there is no other name given among men under heaven whereby we must be saved. That is the name that must be respected. And no matter what happens to us, we must ensure in our territories that that name is hallowed. We are saying that this name will not suffer damage in my area, in my hand or in my life or around my life. In my sphere of influence and authority, this name must be hallowed. Why is that so? Because of the distinction, the holiness, the worth, the honor, the value of this name. Because of the power that is in this name. Hey, we have a name to handle, brothers and sisters. There's a name that we are carrying. That's the reason for our holiness. See, our holiness is not so that people can see you and say, oh, that man is a very holy man. It is because you are carrying somebody. There's a name you bear. You are bearing a name that must not be stained. Kingdom citizens, by virtue of the name of their king that is called upon them, 
That's why they walk the way they walk and they live the way they live. His name must be hallowed. No matter what, at the cost of my own name or at the cost of our own convenience, his name, and you see that name indicates identity. Hallelujah. It's a name that is above everything. There is identity. You see, when you have fingerprints, it shows identity. It's priority. And it is focus. You see, this, you know, brothers and sisters, if you look at what we are doing in the church, you know that there is something we are missing with this manifesto that we are discussing. Do you see the quantity of names now that must be hallowed in church? Every name is a big name now. Some of the names are bigger than their Bibles. Look at our billboards. Look at the big names. The names of our churches. The names of the men of God. The names of our buildings. The names of our institutions. Sir, this is not a popularity contest. We already have a king. The matter has been settled. Amen? There is already a name that has been exalted above every name. And that is the name that must be hallowed. That is the conviction of a kingdom citizen. Hallelujah. Then he says, your kingdom come. Your. You see, the kingdom you are talking about belongs to somebody. You remember I said to you that everything else is in plural except the one that concerns the king. He is the only person that is authorized to talk in singular terms. <laughs> I say he's the only person who is authorized to do what? To speak in singular terms. He is the owner of the kingdom. The rest of us are subjects. The rest of us are brothers. Your kingdom, your, it belongs to somebody. <laughs> say, Bible say, for the kingdom is the Lord's, and he is the governor among the nations. Psalm 22, 27, and 28. The kingdom is the Lord's. He is the governor, the governor among the nations. You know, something happened to me. This was like, uh, I think it was 2010. We were in Japan. I went to Tokyo. There was this uh, global missions consultation that, that took place. It was 2010, 100 years after Edinburgh. The first you know, attempt at convening a global missions conference to discuss the state of the global harvest and what to do to advance the kingdom took place in Edinburgh in 1910. So in 2010, 100 years after Edinburgh, people convened in Japan, world leaders, leaders in missions, I was privileged to be present in Tokyo. And I remember the final night, I remember the closing rally of that meeting. As we sat in this great auditorium with people, people from all over the world in the place. As we sat there with all of these people, the, the pastor, Yongicho has handed over the church to somebody else. He is Pastor Emeritus. So the person who was the current pastor at that time, you know, was the speaker at that closing rally. The presence of God was so strong in the place. And as I was sitting in that place, the Spirit of God spoke to me. He said, you are part of a kingdom that will overrun the earth. See, you are part of, you are part of something that is coming, that will swallow everything else upon the earth. You see, this kingdom that we are talking about is, the Bible says, the kingdoms of this world have become what? The kingdoms of our God and of his Christ. And he shall reign forever and ever. 
You know, I pray that you will see beyond PDP and APC. As these people are fighting, there is a song that Bob Marley, Bob Marley, some of us remember, you know, our reggae days when we used to dance reggae. I remember Bob Marley say, See them fighting for power, for they know not the hour. <laughs> Do you understand? Don't let these people confuse you. As they are doing this thing, know that there is a kingdom that is coming that we smash to pieces. Do you remember the image that Nebuchadnezzar saw? Yes. I'm asking, do you remember that image? Yes. The image was terrible. It was high, head of gold, chest of silver, arms, then leg and tie of brass, eh? belly and tie of brass, leg of iron, and then the feet was a mixture of iron and clay. Ha! Those are the kingdoms of this world. All of them are standing on feet of clay. You see, in front of this kingdom that I'm describing, everything stands on feet of clay. Yes. The thing may look terrible. The head is gold. The chest is arm is silver. The arms is standing. But check the feet. Check the feet. Check the feet. And the stone is coming. I said the stone is coming. Somebody in this place, did you hear me? The stone is coming. There is a stone, the rock of ages. Yes. The stone of Israel is coming. So as people are doing all these things, you know, sometimes I'm looking at these politicians, I'm, I, I'm in my heart and my mind, I'm, I'm, when I say, I'm talking globally, whether it's the Americans or the British, or when people are making and talking, in my mind I say, there is a kingdom that is coming. They say, your, your, your time is limited. This is not a story. This has been determined. It's fixed. And the wisest thing you can do is, you see, the, the kingdom, so there was something that Pastor Kumui said years ago that struck me. WF said, that man of God, he said, when Daniel interpreted Mene Mene, you remember, you know the Mene Mene Tekelu passing that came on the board, what's his name, Belshazzar's knees, we are having fellowship. <laughs> the knees that he refused to bow to God. We are knocking together. When the hand finger came and wrote, Menene, Menene, Tekelupas. <laughs> it sounds like house. Menene, Menene. What is all this nonsense? <laughs> what is this? What is this? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Literally, Menene, Menene, Tekelupas means numbered, numbered, weighed, divided. Four words. Numbered, numbered, weighed, divided. As soon as Daniel finished, you know that Belshazzar promised uh, plenty things. Is anybody we interpret this thing? I'm going to do this for him. I will make him the third ruler. He's going to, I will put gold chain around his neck. He's going to be like this. He's going to do this. And he will be the third ruler in the kingdom. When, when Daniel came, Daniel said, keep your, keep your third rulership and keep your property for yourself. WF said, you want to make Daniel a third. Daniel has come to tell you that your kingdom has been numbered. It has been weighed. It has been brought to an end. Now you want to make him the third ruler in a kingdom that is coming to end tonight. The Bible says that night Belshazzar was killed and, the, and Darius the Mid took the kingdom. If Daniel had collected third rulership, he would have become a target. Don't take third rulership in the kingdoms of this world that are coming to nothing. They are passing. We are going to play our roles, but our hearts are possessed by a higher kingdom. This is the manifesto for kingdom citizens. 
they are walking upon the earth but they know that there is a king that is coming they know that i have set my king upon the holy hill of zion he said kiss the sun kiss the sun or else you are going to perish in the way when he just gets angry for a moment blessed be god forevermore so you see the kingdom is 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 a kingdom is a very different arrangement from a, a, from a democracy it says your kingdom come a kingdom is a monarchy he has he has a king with absolute authority and dominion over all and you know i i i, I some time ago it dawned on me you see when the lord jesus christ said we should pray your kingdom come that prayer is not your nice listen when you say your kingdom come here is the issue the territory in which you are praying that another kingdom should come is not vacant excuse me now imagine now that you are in nigeria here you say let the kingdom of Cameroon come inside nigeria what are you saying you're asking for war you're asking for war so actually this your kingdom come is a declaration of war does it does it make sense to you now see excuse me we are citizens of this kingdom and now here we are on planet earth with the prince of this world you see this world where we are as a prince is that correct now so you have a prince in place on this planet and you are now praying let another kingdom come what will happen to the prince that is already in place it's an overthrow and do you know that kingdom does not come until kingdom dies how do kingdoms come how did the babylonian kingdom come to judah nebu came and when nebuchadnezzar came he, he demolished the place conquered judah and babylon took over how did the persians how did their kingdom come they came against the babylonians conquered the babylonians and they took over kingdom comes by violence no kingdom does not resign there's no no kingdom resigns so it means that if another kingdom is going to come something will have to happen to the kingdom that is in place so whether it is in a life oh hallelujah whether it is in a life or it is in a family or in a nation if this kingdom is going to come there will be a collision there will be a confrontation with the existing kingdom so this prayer that we pray nicely and with all our humility in our churches is actually we are inviting war picture herod you remember herod when uh, was his name some wise men came from the east <laughs> and they asked herod a question that troubled the whole of Jerusalem. They say, where is the person that has been born king of the Jews? I can imagine Herod say, which Jews? King of which Jews? <laughs> Do you understand? Because Herod is the king of the Jews. Now you have come to the king of the Jews to tell the king of the Jews that another king has been born. <laughs> king of which Jews? Herod sent for, he, first of all, he asked the wise people, he said, eh, when did you say the star appeared? They told him, he said, okay, wait. He called the priest, the reverend, the, you know, politicians know how to use church people when they need them. 
He called the chief priest, high priest, low priest, middle priest. <laughs> he called all of them for a conference. He said, hey, that's your Messiah. I said, where is he going to be born? The people didn't ask themselves, when did Herod get interested in Messiah? And why? They said, oh, your majesty. <laughs> the Bethlehem of Judea. <laughs> you know? Because it is written. <laughs> but thou Bethlehem, Micah chapter 5 verse 2, but thou Bethlehem, Ephrata. No, that be little. <laughs> when they finish, Herod said, blast us, give them their brown envelope. <laughs> I send them away. <laughs> said to them, say, take care of them and send them away. Then he called the wise men. He said, you can go and look for him now. When you are finished greeting him, bring me the message so that I too, I can go and worship him. Which kind of worship do you think Herod was planning? We found out later. When those wise men deceived Herod and went to their places, the Bible says, brothers and sisters, that Herod sent to Jerusalem, sent to Bethlehem, and he slaughtered every male child that was two years old and under. Do you understand what you are hearing? A slaughter of babies in a city. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping, wailing, loud lamentation. Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be comforted because they are no more. That was that scripture in the book of Jeremiah was fulfilled. What was the matter? It was a, it was a matter of kingdom. That's how serious kingdom issues are. So how can you say your kingdom come when there's another kingdom in place? So kingdom citizens know that if the kingdom of our king is going to come, we must be ready for conflict. We must be ready for a collision. We will not dodge conflict. I'm not talking of going to start a quarrel, an evil quarrel. I'm talking of taking a stand. When you take a stand for righteousness in a place, expect a collision with the forces of darkness. Jesus told his brothers that the world cannot hit you. The world cannot hit you. But you don't, you don't have any problem. The world, why would the world hate you? Say, but me, they will hate me because I testify of their deeds that their deeds are evil. That's what Jesus said. The kingdom manifesto calls for conflict. It calls for warfare. It calls for people that will take a stand for the king in the different places that they are located until the kingdom comes in every sphere, in every life, in every family, in every nation, in every company, in every organization. Because when you are talking about kingdom, you are talking about rule, authority. You are dealing with a government. And a kingdom is very, very different. <laughs> a kingdom is different from a democracy. A kingdom is a very unique... You see, for the past, I think it's maybe like 15 years now, I have found myself studying the kingdom in an intense way. A kingdom is, is not a democracy. It's, a, it's an absolute monarchy. In fact... The punishment for trying to be democratic in a kingdom is death. Imagine that Nebuchadnezzar said something. And then when Nebu finished talking, you raise your hand. They say yes. He says, excuse me, your majesty, can we vote on what you just said? Can You know, what? it doesn't make sense. Vote where? In Babylon. About what? What Nebu said? In my research on kingdoms, I went to interview my Yoruba friends. 
I realize that my people, Igbos, we don't know, uh, we don't, kingdom is not very strong in Igbo land. In fact, Igbos, we have a saying, the Igbos have no king. It's, it's a common statement among Igbo people, but not among the Yorubas. I went to interview some of my friends who are Yorubas, and they began to tell me stories about kingdom that sent shivers into my bones. They say in the kingdom, the the king owns the land. And of course, if he owns the land, he owns everything that is on it. Imagine that you are the owner of the land on which this building is. You own the building. You remember the judgment, that massive house in Potakot. Some of you, some of you will remember that the Abacha family collected and then they built this massive structure on it. The owner of the land went to court. The case dragged and dragged and dragged and dragged. Eventually, this, I think the Supreme Court ruled that the land belongs to the man. So you can't even enter into the land to collect anything from the building. Or Balonile, the king owns the land. The king, not only the land, the king owns everybody in the kingdom. They call the king Ikeji Orisha, the twin brother of the gods in Yoruba land. When the king, they call the king Kabiosi, the one that you can't question him. The one that you can't open your mouth to ask him question, which is scripture. Say so where the word of the king is, there is power, and nobody can say to him, "What are you doing?" You don't ask that in a kingdom. It doesn't belong to you. I heard the story of one young Olori, a young wife that the king added to his uh, his harem. So on this particular day, it was him that was looking after the king. And this king was smallish in stature. So this lady was taking care of the king. And then she made this statement, careless, very careless statement. He said, ah, so this is you, self, that people are afraid of you. This is you. <laughs> you, know, she, you know, you can see the king. So this is you. Why is it that people are so terrified of you? The king laughed. The king laughed. He said, don't worry. I will show you why people fear me, why people are afraid of me. So later that day, they called the lady. They said, the king has a message for you. And they were carrying two calabashes, two bowls. They opened the first one. The head of her mother was inside the bowl. They opened the second one. The head of her father. This is a true story I'm telling you. The head of her father was inside the bowl. Then the king said, that is why people are afraid of me. <laughs> That is kingdom. These are terrible things, but that is kingdom. The power is absolute. When the king speaks, when the king, you see, the church has not preached Jesus Christ as king in his own church. The church has not preached Christ as king. Go. Do you know that Babylonians, if it was Nebu that told Babylonians to go through the empire and announce a message, will it take them 2,000 years? Everything will stop until what Nebu said is carried out. But Jesus Christ will say to his church, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature and it will take 2,000 years and the work is still not finished. A world of 7.5 billion people, huh? less than 1 billion are born again. The kingdom manifesto requires that kingdom citizens come to understand the laws of the kingdom, the rule, the government, of the king, his priorities, the value, the values of a kingdom. What makes you great in a kingdom is different from what makes you great. See what I have here. 
greatness, relevance, success, and significance in a kingdom, they are measured by different parameters. You see, in a democratic setting, you can be great by your own goodness, by your hard work, by your expertise. If you are Kanu Wankwo or Ronaldo or Lionel Messi, or you are the Microsoft uh, Bill Gates, or you are Mark Zuckerberg, you can become great eh? by your own excellence or expertise, but not in a kingdom. In a kingdom, greatness in a kingdom is determined by two things. There are two things that determine your greatness in the kingdom. Number one is your relationship with the king. If you don't have a good relationship with the king in a kingdom, it's a miracle that you are still alive. Imagine that you are quarreling with Pharaoh and you are still in town. <laughs> do, you, do you understand what I'm talking about? Imagine that you have a quarrel with Pharaoh and you are still breathing. It's a miracle. Somebody that will collect the head of his baker, the person who is baking bread for him, what is Pharaoh going to eat? Pharaoh said, that's not your business. Even if you are my baker, I will kill you and I will still be Pharaoh. How do you quarrel with him? That's why for kingdom citizens, this kingdom manifesto prioritizes our relationship with our king. Anything can happen but our connection to him must remain intact. We must remain subject. Do you know why citizens are called subject? It's because they are subject to the king. They are under. In a kingdom, as long as you are under, you are safe. I said as long as you are under, you are safe. <laughs> if you are in a village, as long as you are under the oba you are safe. The, my Yoruba friends told me, there is a prayer that Yoruba mothers normally pray for their children. When you are about to leave home, your mother will bless you. You know the blessing? Your mother will say, may the cutlass of the king not come on you. Your mother will say, may you not fall on the wrong side of the king. The thing is because the Yorubas in the house, am I correct? They say, may you not fall on the rock because your mother knows that as long as there is no quarrel between you and the king, you, are, you, you, you will be fine. As long as the cutlass of the king does not cut you, not, nobody else can cut your head. But if you are in trouble with the king, nobody can save you in the kingdom. That's the first source of greatness. The second source of greatness in the kingdom is what is your connection to the king's agenda? How did you advance the king's priorities? Your promotion in the kingdom then is dependent on that. So if you look at the life of these two people, Joseph and Daniel, how did they become great? They connected with something important to the king. Joseph interpreted. That's why in a promotion in a kingdom is different from promotion in a democratic setting. Promotion in a kingdom, the king can take you from the dunghill and sit you with the princes of his people. Nobody can. Look at Joseph now. You collected somebody from the prison. After some discussion, you made him prime minister. Straight. And Potiphar was present when this thing was going on. Potiphar was Pharaoh's chief bodyguard. And Potiphar didn't say, excuse me, sir, he tried to rape my wife. You and your wife that he tried to rape, plus the prison that you put him inside, all of you belong to Pharaoh. 
Pharaoh didn't even ask who put this man into prison. Pharaoh didn't ask which offense did he commit. Or how many years was his sentence. This is ownership. Because the prison belongs to Pharaoh and everybody inside. That's a kingdom. As I watch the body of Christ, a lot of people don't understand true greatness. In a kingdom, true greatness has to do with are you in a proper relationship with the king? Number two is how are you connected to his priorities? Is your heart beating with what is bothering the king? Are you concerned with what concerns the king? That is greatness. Look at David's three mighty men. You remember them? They were with David. And then David said, Oh, who will give me water from the well of Bethlehem? The Bible said the garrison of the Philistines was at Bethlehem. The military battalion of Philistines was around the well. Because in the Middle East, the water place is the tough place. Ah, water in the Middle East. Anybody who controls the water controls the place. So the, the battalion was around the well. David said, who will give me water? Three of his mighty men heard that. And the king didn't send them home. The king did not send them. The king didn't say, go and get me water. He said, ah, who will give me water? They looked at each other and they said, should our king have a desire in his heart and we do nothing to accomplish it? Three of them. And they went. I normally tell the story. I said, they didn't go there to go and fight. They went for water. So they made a plan. So when we get there, I will shout. Then when they start pursuing me, you, you watch my back and get the water. Once you get the water, make the sign and we escape from the place. So when they go there, whoo, the Philistines ran after that one. Eh? And then this one, boom, 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 boom. This is well, he fetched the water. This is liquid. They poured it to their side. Boom, boom, boom. So they made a sign. Then they met where they agreed to meet. And they carried water. They carried this water and they brought it to David. They said, This is water from the well of Bethlehem. David said, What? I, I didn't send you. This is your life now. I can't drink this thing. Ah, this is blood. This is blood. This is no, 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 no. This is blood. Ah, what if you died? They say, If we died when we are fulfilling your wish, that would have been an honorable death. A kingdom manifesto. Where are such believers today? We are the church of members, not the church of kingdom citizens. We are the church where everybody is using Jesus to solve their problem. They are not living for the king and for his agenda. David held that water, his hands were trembling. He said, I can't drink this thing, I can't drink this thing, I can't drink this thing. And you know what David did? Oh, daughter, hallelujah. The Bible says David went to the altar of God and he poured out the water in worship. He said, this is blood. This kind of sacrifice, I am not worthy of this kind of sacrifice. You are the one that is worthy of this kind of sacrifice. You are the one for whom people should do these kind of things because you are the great king. He said, I can't drink this water. This is not water, it's blood. What if you died? By pouring out that water before the Lord God Almighty, what David was saying is, Jehovah, you are the king that is worthy of this kind of danger and risk in the pursuit of your will. 
imagine if the church we are filled with people like that that was how they were in the new testament that's what the church in the new testament was like the least of them was like these people i described kingdom manifesto i won't finish this thing because we need to pray promotion then brothers and sisters depended on look at daniel he just interpreted the dream for nebuchadnezzar nebuchadnezzar made him the, the next ruler are looking for promotion without connecting with the agenda of the king. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus Christ. Your kingdom come. So we are, we are, we are in expectation. Hallelujah. Something is coming. Somebody in this place. We are, we are, we are, it's a matter of conflict. Transformation. Huh? A reality is going to overtake planet Earth that they are not expecting. But we are expecting because we are kingdom citizens. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Somebody say done. 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 Not your will be discussed. Your will be analyzed. Your will be preached. No. The thing boils down to done. 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 And the point here we see is that it's your, your, your will. Not my will. So for kingdom citizens, there is already a will that must be done. <laughs> Do you know that as a kingdom citizen, your decisions are made already? Yes. Well, I remember those days I was in the medical, active medical practice. A lady came to me. He said, doctor, doctor, help me now. Doctor, help me. What's the problem? I didn't see my period. I said, let's check. Maybe whether you are pregnant. We did the result. She's pregnant. She's not married. She was crying. My father will kill me. My father will kill me. Doctor, please help me. I say, help you how? I can't kill for you. Excuse me, do I have to think about it? No. I told her, I said, you can deliver. Carry the pregnancy. Deliver free of charge in my hospital. And then leave the baby and go away. I can help you like that. But kill baby for you. He could, what? It's not a prayer point. It's not a matter for discussion. It has been, it has, the king closed the case. If you are a child of God, the king has already decided what you are to do. A decision has been made. Are you supposed to have an opinion where the king has a command? It is Christians now. They have an opinion where the king has written his will. We have a Bible and we still have an opinion. Your will. Oh, brothers and sisters, may self-will perish from our hearts in the name of Jesus Christ. And may his will in our families, in our marriages, what do you think is going to happen if husband and wife settle inside their family and they are not seeking their will? You don't know the trouble in every family is whose will will be done. Whose will will happen here? That's the trouble. The trouble between America and Iran is whose will will be done. Is it the age-old question? Anywhere there is trouble, it's a question of whose will. But they don't understand that the matter has been settled. Not your will, not my will, not their will, not our will, but thy will be done. May you leave this place tonight with that agenda, with that cry in your spirit. It's more than a prayer. It's more than a prayer. It becomes a driving passion of our hearts. Blessed be the name of Jesus Christ. I say, blessed be the name of Jesus Christ. 
So it is done on earth. Your will be done, not action, not just talk. <laughs> the Chinese, they have a statement, they say, talk does not cook rice. When you are ready to cook your rice, you go and follow a process, go and start a fire and, and mix it with water and start cooking. Say, talk does not cook rice. Blessed be the name of Jesus Christ. And it is to be done on earth as it is where? In heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. Brothers and sisters, I, I, I have to stop. I'm persuaded to stop. Maybe as God will give us opportunity, we are going to continue this. Huh? But we are dealing with a kingdom manifesto. The more you look at this thing, you see that this is more than a prayer. This is, this is not just a prayer, prayer point, just, we just have to prayer. This is the Lord Jesus Christ outlining the critical components of the kingdom manifesto so that we can call upon God to bring it to pass. Don't forget, as we have seen, that Jesus was said, instructing us to pray like this because there is no way this kingdom agenda can come to pass in our own strength. That's the purpose of the praying. So that the king can supply the power. Hallelujah. The king can release the grace. The rest of the prayers that we see there concern petition. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses. What is the purpose of daily bread? So that we can be strong to serve the king. Forgive us our trespasses. What's it, why are we to be forgiven? So that there will be no quarrel between us and the king. We can have a good relationship with the king. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from the evil one. So that we can abide and please our king. Then I like that last part. Say because yours is the kingdom. The power and the glory. Forever and ever and ever. Yours. That's the reason. You can answer these prayers. You can supply our needs. Because the kingdom belongs to you. Glory to the son of God. Brothers and sisters tonight. We have seen that there is a kingdom manifesto. God is announcing to us the priority of his kingdom. It is time for us in the body of Christ, if we are serious about another Pentecost. I said if we are serious about another Pentecost, a fresh outpouring. Remember, 40 days of systematic focused instruction on the kingdom preceded the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So these were people now that are possessed with a kingdom agenda. So when the power arrived, there was nothing else to do but to use that power to drive the kingdom by which they were already possessed. Hallelujah. We have a name that must be hallowed. I said we have a name that must be hallowed. That name must not suffer loss under our territory. Hallelujah. His kingdom must come. His will is what must be done. In my heart, in my head, with my fingers, with my body, in eternity ministries, in my house, in your house, in your office, in your area of duty. I remember some people will come, they say, doctor, doctor, I want you to write, write, uh, one man came to me one day, he said, I should write, uh, you know, this excuse duty certificate so that he can travel. <laughs> in my mind, I, I said, I said I, you came to the wrong doctor. That's, that's what was going on in my head. Then I told him, I said, do you know that some of your staff, he was a management person. I, told him, I said, do you know that some of your staff also come to me to write this for them? 
He said, oh, doctor, they knew that. I said, yes. He said, okay, doctor, sorry, no problem. No worry, no worry. I said, who is going to write it for you? We are. That must be our attitude. That in our, imagine. Now, see what this thing will do to corruption in Nigeria. It will die. Imagine that every believer who is somewhere says, the only will that will be done in this office is the will of my king. Corruption will die in Nigeria. So when those that want to steal money start the committee meeting, in your heart you will be laughing. Say, who is going to sign this paper? Me. We will die first. That is this. See, the solution to our issues is the gospel of the kingdom. If we put this kingdom first, no wonder Jesus Christ says, seek ye first the kingdom and his, of God and his righteousness. And then what is going to happen? Everything else will be added. As we go to God in prayer, I want you to remember that greatness in a kingdom is predicated on two things. What's the first one there? Your relationship with the king. That's the first thing you must check tonight. Where do you stand with our king? Are you subject? Are you under? Or are you, are you walking in, in direct disobedience to his order and his instruction? The good news is that the king the king took flesh and paid the price so that we can be reconciled to him. The second thing is our connection with the agenda of our king. What are his priorities? And how do you relate with them? As we embrace this kingdom manifesto, we will notice, brothers and sisters, that individualism will die. Remember that first word. What's that first word? Our, our. You are seen beyond my church. Look at the words that we are using. My church, my members, my something, my, my something, my something, my something. All of these things have no space in a kingdom manifesto. It is our Father who art in heaven. It is his kingdom come. Forgive us. So apart from God forgiving you tonight, you will become an agent of forgiveness. Distributing the forgiveness of the king. Hallelujah. So that others can also come into a right relationship with him. Let us pray. As we do the will of our king, he will supply our needs. Yes. I said he will supply our needs. Yes. We will not lack. He will give us our daily bread. Hallelujah. He will deliver us from evil. As we seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, everything else will be added. Let's pray, brothers and sisters. Let's lift up our voices and pray. Can we embrace this manifesto? Oh Lord, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your truth, Jesus. Holy Spirit of Coco. Tite Karamaro de Sebe Kedetai. Kwati Kambasa Kaba. Atoni Indele Kumbetabo Ruka Prataya. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Hallowed be your name. This becomes our battle cry. Let's pray tonight, brothers and sisters, before we go home. Respond to God. Begin with your relationship with the king. Begin with your relationship with the king. Begin to pray over his agenda, over his priorities. If there is something in your life, if you are not at peace with the king, 
you can ask forgiveness tonight you say jesus have mercy on me forgive me rectify your relationship with the king come to him come to him with humility of heart oh thank you Jesus Hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Surrender afresh to the King. Surrender afresh to the King. Say, my king, have your way. Your will be done. embrace his priorities i say my king i want to nothing else and nothing more but your agenda your will your purpose that's what i'm alive for now as for your daily bread if there is a need in your life present it before the king us this day our daily bread father release the resources the supplies for your children to do your will father in the name of jesus let every heart in this place be possessed with this kingdom manifesto in the name of jesus multiply in the name of jesus father multiply multiply believers multiply believers not just church members multiply kingdom citizens oh god multiply true laborers father prosper this gospel of the kingdom in the midst of your people hallelujah in the name of jesus in the name of jesus hallelujah hallelujah we are still praying just a quick opportunity you're here tonight your relationship with the king is not is not proper you are not in proper relationship with the king and you want to restore that relationship tonight just put up your hand above your head i'd like to pray with you jesus will forgive you any persons okay thank you you want to ask his forgiveness ask him to forgive you in the name of Jesus ask him to forgive you any other persons 
put the hand above your head jesus will wash you thank you very much please stand while we pray for you in the name of jesus just ask him say lord jesus i repent of my sins jesus change my heart remove the heart of stone jesus jesus i call upon your name save me jesus change me transform my life thank you heavenly father father in the name of jesus i plead the blood of jesus christ over your daughter and lord we ask for your cleansing we ask for your washing by the blood that jesus shed and we ask that father you will bring a new creature out of her life in the name of jesus christ satan your power is broken in jesus name thank you heavenly father glory be to the son of god father in the name of jesus thank you you may be seated father in the name of jesus thank you for my brothers and sisters tonight you have unveiled this kingdom manifesto to us lord we receive this manifesto lord we adopt this manifesto in the name of jesus as our manifesto for life a name that must be hallowed a will that must be done a king that will be obeyed and served a kingdom that must be advanced in the name of jesus christ father we give you praise we ask that lord you will establish us in your righteousness lord that our relationship with you will be safeguarded all the time and then number two father you will possess us with your priorities lord that we might be bring pleasure to your heart by fulfilling your will upon the earth in the name of jesus thank you gracious father in jesus name we have prayed amen amen